0: What's shaking? Hey, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, we're going all in. Today is a training we're going to call this Don't let them see you sweat. This is a phrase that I picked up a long time ago from a company I used to work for called Geek Squad. And this was one of the things even because Geek Squad, if you don't know, I mean, everybody sees it, it's in Best Buy now, you know, it's all over the country, all over the world, actually, in Canada, I know it's in Canada, because I helped personally roll it out. I trained everybody in Canada when it rolled out in 2004. I was one of the two dudes that went up there and trained all the agents, all the Best Buy stores as to how to do this thing right. Now, Geek Squad used to exist as its own standalone technology company based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. and then. Dude, Robert Stevens founded it and then came along Best Buy and acquired it. They struck a deal. I don't remember how much, but Robert Stevens has still excelled and been promoted now. He is still, still, I believe the CTO, the chief technology officer executive levels at Best Buy in a 30 something billion dollar company. Imagine that, right? For a moment. I mean, that's encouragement is to to anybody. You know, and even in my new book, it talks about how it's difficult to when you're working for a corporation, You prop, which isn't out yet, by the way, my new book is not out yet, but it's coming soon about how it's hard for somebody to start in a company and then end up becoming an owner of that company. Yeah, that That's just an unlikely scenario, however, with public companies like Reach Out, like Best Buy. There's amazing things like employee stock option programs, awesome things like employee stock purchase programs to where one, you get stock as part of your compensation, right, in an options program, which means you become an owner, you become a shareholder of that company. And then there's other the other side of it, purchase programs to where you have the option to buy at a discounted rate. It's really cool, but here's a guy, Robert Stevens, who started a company, Geek Squad, and then ended up rising to like the second tier of leadership. If you've got the CEO, then you've got the other C levels. He's a CTO in Best Buy in a 30 something billion dollar a year company. That's badass, right? So you see that these things happen. Sometimes clerks at law firms end up becoming a managing partner of the law firm. These things can happen. They do happen. And I was right in the midst of it. Now I'm telling you this story because Geek Squad had a culture. And I'm using that word had HAD past tense because that culture to me, in my opinion, no longer exists. And that happened shortly after I departed from the company Uh, and I saw the bar being lowered and all these things. But there was one very important thing that this phrase, don't let them see you sweat dates all the way back to pre Best Buy. This was one thing that was drilled into the heads of every single person that worked for Geek Squad, and all of them were called special agents at that point. And then also carried over into the early years of Geek Squad, which is when I started there, actually, which is where my vice president of operations, Ryan Luring, started in that time period also with Geek Squad. And this was one of the things that they just drilled and pounded into our heads. And it's still so very valid today. It's a thing that I feel that Best Buy and Geek Squad has lost, but it's something that it reach out, we will never ever lose, which is why this training exists right now. And for everybody else that's listening. Now, don't let them see you sweat. This is pretty simple. Because there's times, no matter what industry you're in, there's times where you get in front of a customer and you don't know what to do. You just don't know. And a lot of people will feel like that's a a sign of weakness, right? And that's an issue in the moment. And then you start to get in your own head about certain things. And this can be anything. This can be working on a a ransomware scenario. This can be reading a financial statement. This can be getting into a sales conversation with somebody who's in an industry you've never talked to before. You know, all of these areas, you know, or leading a, a Zoom call for the first time with an important meeting with external stakeholders. These things happen all the time. These firsts will continue to happen as long as you continue to grow in your career and your professionalism and your professional growth and your personal growth. These things will happen and continue to happen all the time. Unless you do some of the bad things, which we'll also talk about here today, because today is about confidence. And there's ways to have confidence, even in the moments to where you are freaked out. And thusly comes, don't let them see you sweat. There's been times to where even I, you know, I date back to engineering days, right, and working on servers. There have been times to where I have blown up servers. It just happens, right? Technology is messed up. So if I'm putting in a new server, I remember one specific time that I was with a client who, one of my very first clients with with Reach Out. It was just me at the time. And I'm sitting there putting in a new server, right? Everything's going great. It's about eight o'clock at night, right? We started some things about three o'clock in the afternoon. They shut the the factory down in order for me to be in this scenario and without really hindering the business process, the operations, the production line, all of that, you know, and I I was guessing because I'd done this before, it would take maybe five hours or so, right? To, To swap this thing out. I had everything preloaded. So then I get to the point, And I, I don't know if you're in the, if you've ever gone back this far, but the, this is, I mean, SharePoint dates back this far, it's still used with Office 365 right now. And this is probably why I hate it. Because it's PTSD from this moment, there was SharePoint that existed on one server it used to not exist in the cloud with Microsoft Office, right? It used to be on a server. And the only way you could really get this was with something called small business server. So I'm going to transfer this stuff over, and the thing just blows up in my face. Right? Eight o'clock at night. And it's like, oh. Now I I don't have the customer's data on the new server because the transfer failed. And now all of a sudden on the old server you just can't access it anymore. Because at that point, I remember that it the the transfer app, right? You see this on Macs nowadays too, right? It's like, hey, let's transfer your stuff to a new machine. Sign in with your iCloud ID, and here you go. Everything just comes over. And every time it's like I twitch a little bit when that happens because when I get a new Mac because of this scenario, like 15 years ago, when this thing shifted and at least at that time, it kind of locked down everything else because it had to take this moment in time and it had to stop things because databases are active things and you can't really grab stuff out of them when they're still running. You can't transfer the data when they're still running. So this old server just shut down SharePoint to transfer the data and now I couldn't access it. You know, so in this moment, I've got, it wasn't just me, it was just myself and the general manager who were hanging out, right? And that's it. And here's how I handled the scenario because in this moment, the first thing that comes to your mind is, oh shit, I just lost all this data right? I, I had preparations in place because one thing I used to do is make a complete backup of the whole thing before moving it over. So I did that the right way. But at the same time, I'm thinking of what was in place, what happened before this that caused this thing to just crash in this that's probably in the backup too. I hope this thing works, right? So in the, in, you know, there's manual repairs and everything. It's a long process, but long story short, I remembered this in this moment, right? Because this was maybe three years after Geek Squad. Like, don't let them see you sweat. So I walk into the general manager's office and I go, I'm like, I just tell him, I'm like, this is what happened. This is going to take a little bit longer. This is my path forward. It's probably going to last. I am here until this is done, unless you need to go and then we can both go. And then I'll be back in the morning, whatever time works for you. But this is my path forward. And this is how I am going to fix it. Notice there's a couple things that I didn't add in there. I didn't use the word try, I didn't say this is how I'm going to try to fix it. Or I didn't use the word hope, like I hope this fixes it. I'm stating fact in the moment, and this is a key to confidence in anything that you're in. I'm stating fact in the moment. And of course he's asking, well, how did this happen? And my answer to that question was, I don't actually know. There could be a couple of different reasons why this happened, but the process that I'm proceeding forward with it doesn't really matter because this is how I am going to fix it. I don't really care how I got to this point to begin with because my path forward doesn't really have anything to do with those. So this is how I am going to fix it. Now in that moment, I'm thinking in my head, it's like, I don't actually know 100% and this is the thing in life. This is the thing in business. This is the thing in relationships. This is the thing literally in everything. You never know 100% 100% about anything. Even though you can look in the historic past and see trends and see that something worked really about 100% of the time, it could have even worked every single time prior to that. And it just, it, that's what maybe gave you the confidence to move forward. This was the first time I ever faced a scenario. So I didn't have the, the historic reference to pull on. All I knew is exactly what my path forward was. So I said, this is how I am going to fix it. And in that moment he said, okay. He asked, of course, how did it happen? As I said, but I didn't say try. I didn't say hope. All I said is this is how I am going to dot, dot, dot. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go home. I don't mind if you stay here. Just that works because I'd rather have it back up and running. If you need to come back in the morning, that's fine too. If you want to stay all night, that's okay. It's completely up to you. Here's a, here's a key fob to the door so you can get in and out in case you want to go get dinner, whatever it is, but it's all good. Notice there's a couple things in this. There's, there's a few things I did not do in addition to saying the word try, which I didn't say, or say hope, which I didn't say. I also didn't avoid it. I didn't sit my ass in front of the server and stay in that closet and just keep chugging away without any kind of communication to him whatsoever. Because at some point in time, he'll start to look at his watch and be like, you know what? He said like eight, nine o'clock and now it's 10 o'clock. What's going on here? So of course that person would come in and say, Hey, how's it going? And in that moment, it's like you have lost control of the situation. Now you look like an ass and any possibility of confidence that you have has completely eroded away. And in order for you to instill confidence in other people and allow them to trust you, you have to exert the confidence yourself. So outside of saying try or hope, which I didn't do, I also didn't avoid the scenario. I immediately, as soon as I had a plan, right, which took me all about five minutes or so, Right? So, see, okay, I know what I need to do. And my next step is to go to the backups and try to restore that and then start this transfer over. I had a plan of action. Did I know it was going to work? Fuck no. I had no idea because I had never been in this scenario before. But what I was confident in in that moment is that I had made a decision on a path forward. And that's what I could convey. So, even though I could not convey, that it was going to work 100% that that was going to be the outcome, a good outcome. What I was able to do in the moment was simply be confident in the fact that I made a decision and that I forged a path forward. And in my communication with this general manager, that's what I communicated. So in my confidence, I was able to display, I've identified the problem and I'm moving forward. It was as simple as that. And in that he's like, all right. And then of course the curiosity, well, how did it happen? I don't really know, but this is how I am going to fix it. It was just a loop coming back. It's like, okay. So when people see this in you, when people hear this in you, when they can, when they know that you actually have some kind of path forward, that they're not, you're not going to stay stuck in this predicament where you're at you will be able to instill that confidence in everybody else and they will trust on you and lean on you literally with their lives at some point in time. This isn't even just leading other people. This is actually really like leading yourself. And in that moment, because you have decided on a path forward, and that's literally the only thing you have to be confident in right now, because it's not a try. It's not a hope. You are going to, This not only applies to working with customers, this applies to relationships, right? If you're having difficulty, you can say, hey, I am going to, dot, dot, dot. And then that becomes confidence, even for the other person, that they know that they can believe in you. If it's with your kids, and you know, something happens, I mean, this was a scenario for me to where it was like three kids in a two-bedroom condo, and it's like, I decided in one day it's like I had no freaking idea how it was going to happen but five people in a two-person condo I'm like this is it this you know I I could stay stuck in this moment right now but no because here's what I'm going to do I have no idea exactly how I am going to get there. Right? I I understand how things got to that point. At least I understood that at that point in time. But in that moment, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I know that I need more space for my family, but you know what? I could just stay right here. So I'm not just going to sit back and wait, which is avoiding the scenario. I'm not going to try to produce more money. I'm not going to hope that I produce more income for my family. What I will do is I am going to grow my business, get a bigger home. No idea if it would work the business because that was the early years. No idea if I would have a bigger home anytime soon. But that confidence comes in your decision about what you are going to do. I'm telling you, even if you have fear in the moments of dealing with the customer or any of these other scenarios that that I've described today. That that confidence will eliminate all the fear that you have in your life right now in that moment, strictly because you said, I am going to. And then when you have that communication with the, with the manager, with the, with the owner, whoever it is, they're going to sense that in you and they're going to go right along with you. Confidence does not have to be in the solution. Confidence does not have to be in the outcome. Confidence only has to be in your decision of I am going to. There is no try, there is no hope, I'm not Yoda. There's also no avoiding the scenario, avoiding the communication because then you just look like an ass. This is how you move forward literally in anything and we're talking in a business sense today but I've given you a lot of other examples, so don't let them see you sweat.